Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliette Corbett. As an executive coach, I guide senior leaders in the world of education to find their strategic focus, empower their teams and regain control over their time, helping them go from exhausted to strategic. On this podcast, I share the ideas and tips that I've developed over the years to help the leaders that I've worked with one-to-one so that I can help you to focus on your priorities and achieve your goals with confidence and ease. And this week, we are actually going to be answering a listener question. One of the many people who listen to this podcast has gone in touch, and they're going to remain entirely anonymous, as will be pretty obvious once I read the question to you. And they're asking a question around career planning and thinking about the next stage of your career and unlocking that next career step. So the question that the listener has posed is is this one. I would like to push myself into a new role in 12 months time. Armed with my current knowledge and skill set, I'd like to use this to elevate me to the next stage in my career. Would love your advice on how to set myself up for success by crafting a results-based roadmap that allows this to happen. Now, one of the reasons I love this question is because this listener actually partly answers their own question. They have already identified the fact that they want to be pushing themselves into a new role and elevating into the next stage of their career. So they're automatically, at least I think from the way I'm reading this, automatically thinking that they want to either step up or at least step outside their comfort zone in some way. They're giving themselves a time frame of 12 months, which is great because it gives you time to plan and to figure out what it is you want. And they've also identified already that a success in their career search is going to be based on results within the the job that they have now. So creating a roadmap to create the results within their job now that's going to allow that to happen. Now, as I was reflecting on this question and trying to think about how I could make this useful for all of my lovely podcast listeners, what came to me was a series of questions, five questions, in fact, that you can ask yourself in sequence, to guide you through, almost coach yourself through a similar question that you might be thinking about. Now, for you, it might not be that you have a 12-month time frame. It might be a slightly more vague feeling that at some point 
I'd like to move up into a more senior role or I'd like to move across into a different role that stretches my comfort zone slightly. Your ideas might be quite hazy and that's fine. I'm going to really try hard to make this episode relevant to you, whatever your situation. But actually, I think that it's really important that we do think about where our career is heading. It's a bit like my approach to strategy, actually. You want to have a sense of where you're heading in your career. But I don't believe that we want to be overly planning it. I don't really like the idea of a five-year career plan, because in my experience, firstly, I don't always know what I want in five years' time, if I'm completely honest. And also, the best opportunities that have enabled me to step up in my career have actually often come by chance, and then I've grabbed them, rather than planning out each step in advance. So the first of the five questions that I invite you to ask yourself is what do you want? What do you want your life to look like? And this is about combining work and life outside of work. So that's family, friends, hobbies. Where do you want to be physically? Do you want to be in a particular country? What kind of environment do you want to live in and work in? Do you want that to feel quite urban, quite rural? What do you want your working life to feel like on a daily basis? What kind of skill set do you want to be using? When you really jot down on a blank piece of paper and you craft out what you want or what you think you want, it's really important that you think about how do you know that's what you want? It's definitely worth questioning if there are any assumptions of obviously I want to move into a head role or obviously I want to become a director of development or director of marketing or external relations. If you think that's obvious, it's worth asking how you know it's obvious. Is it what you want or is it what people around you expect you to do? All of work is quite hard work, basically. At times it's stressful. And the more senior you become, sometimes, it's not automatic, but sometimes those stress levels can increase. And if you really are going to head in that direction, you have to know that you want it because you want it, not because someone else is expecting it for you. And one of the best ways to figure out what you want is basically to road test it. Have a think about who can you talk to that might expand your horizons a bit? Who can you talk to who is doing a job that is your dream job? Could you do any job shadowing or just kind of spending a bit of time with that person, either in work or out of work, really understanding what their job involves so that you can road test whether the expectation of what you think that job is going to feel like actually matches the reality that people experience when they're in that type of job. Now, this is a pretty big question, the kind of what do you want out of life question. Obviously, there are lots of different exercises that you can do to visualise yourself One of the ones that I I talk about sometimes is visualise yourself standing in the hallway of your house. You're dressed for work and you're about to open that front door. What is it that you are wearing? What are you about to go and do? Are you actually going to close that front door, walk up the stairs and work from home? Are you going to go into a really bustling school environment and you're dressed really smartly because you're going to be kind of envisioning that you're going into a more senior role? What does that day ahead of you that you feel really excited by, what does it look like? You can either describe it with words, you can draw pictures. If you're artistic and and kind of visually inclined, then jot it down in, in kind of stick man form on your piece of paper. 
but really visualize what you want from life. The other way of looking at it is what projects have you done that you've really enjoyed? And what was it about those projects that you want to do more? Um, and then looking at, at how that can then expand into being a bigger part of your role. So it's a big question. Number one, what do you want? And as I said at the beginning, I don't think it matters if you're not super clear. Some people are really clear. And when I work with them um, and their initial conversation is like, this is what I want. And they're really specific about what they want. Most people aren't that clear. They just want to have a general sense of the direction they're heading in. And then we're going to trust a chance, an opportunity for some of the detail. The second question is going to be putting yourself in the shoes of a recruiter. Imagine that you have crafted out the kind of job that you want, either vaguely or specifically. What is that job description going to look like? What is the advert going to be looking like? What skills, what experience, what criteria are the recruiters, so the senior leadership or the headhunters or whoever it is, going to be using to select the kind of person that's going to be doing that job? Now, for most people I work with, it's appropriate that we're talking about a headhunter, we're talking about the senior leadership within the school. Sometimes I come across people who actually want to go solo, want to kind of follow the route that I've taken, start their own business, in which case the question shifts slightly to how are clients going to select you? What are the criteria that your clients, your future clients are going to be looking for when they're looking to buy services or, or products from you? So you're crafting out a fictional job description, basically. But what we're really looking at is the criteria, the experience, the skill set, the values, the mindset, all of those things that recruiters are going to be looking for. Once you've got that, and some of those will be quite soft and woolly, <laughs> that's why, you know, the ability to pay attention to detail, for example, you know, fairly woolly. Some of them will be quite specific, you know, having raised a certain amount of money or raised at least one seven figure gift or whatever it might be that are really, really specific. Um, in terms of results that you've delivered. Once you've crafted that set of criteria, question three is then when you map your current skill set, experience, the evidence that you've get, you've got already of success to date, when you map all of that onto those criteria, those expectations, where are the gaps? Where have you absolutely ticked all the boxes multiple times over and you're going to have no problem persuading someone that this is uh, that you qualify for this particular role and where are the things where you're feeling a little bit underconfident either because you haven't got that particular skill set or that evidence yet or maybe if you have got that skill set sometimes people are feeling I haven't done enough of it and it's a confidence issue rather than actually the fact that they haven't delivered that result so you're mapping where are you now? Where is your future fictional recruiter needing you to be in order to step up into that role that you've got in your vision? So that's question three. Where are the gaps? Questions four and five are very, very similar. So first of all, they're all about filling the gaps, basically. Question four is what could you do in your current role? So within your current working life, what could you do to fill those gaps? Now, often when I'm talking to clients about this, I then talk about the ethics of this. So there will be some things where you want to get certain experience in new areas and it really benefits your current employer, your current school, 
in which it's completely ethical for you to say to your school, I'd like to get experience in these areas. How can we make that happen? And in those situations, it might also be ethical in some cases for the school to play for some training, for some professional development in that area to enable you to really um, up level your skill set in that particular area and then deliver something of value to your current employer because they've invested in you. Really important to record the evidence as you go. Often people have done things that they've then forgotten about. So keeping a record, keeping a journal of all of that evidence of the things that you've achieved, the results that you've had, the successes that you've had, really important. And then the final fifth question is, there might be areas where you have gaps at the moment and for whatever reason, it's not really appropriate, it's not ethical for you to fill those gaps within your current working life. And that might be because you're looking to step sideways into a completely new role. It's not really appropriate for your current employer to be paying for that professional development and training unless you're planning to stay with that employer within that new role. It might be for some other reason that it's not entirely comfortable for you to get that experience and fill those gaps within your current employer for some reason. And there, what we're looking for are opportunities outside of your current working life. This might be taking on some additional study, which is self-funded and which you do in your own time. It might be taking on some volunteer work within a different type of organisation where you're looking to step sideways into a different type of role. But again, record the evidence, keep a journal, make sure that you're recording the experiences that you're having and the successes that you're having along the way also that when the time comes, and it might come sooner than you think, you need to be open to opportunity, open to chance, open to the universe, if you like, to put an opportunity in your line of sight where you can then say, right, my vision was a bit hazy, but this role, which is ju- I've just stumbled across, this is what I want to do. You're much more likely to be ready because you'll have your evidence, you'll have your journal of the gaps that you've been filling It's likely to be at least vaguely in the same area that you had initially wanted to, that you created that sense of what you want to do in the future. And you're ready to really take that opportunity when it comes to you. Of course, the other thing might happen. You might wait a year. No opportunity has just stumbled across your field of view and that's fine. And you're much more proactive about it. You go into a full job hunting role, talking to headhunters experiencing the the highs and the lows of job applications and interviews and so on. And sometimes there can be a couple of unsuccessful forays into that area before you then find the perfect employer who's going to give you that role that's going to really allow you to flourish in a new area that's outside your comfort zone, but matches your experience and skill set. So going back to that listener's question, what I want to invite you to do is to think about creating that roadmap that you mentioned in your question to create results now, next 12 months within your current role, which is ethically using your current employment time to head in a direction that you want to head in. But it's also recognising that sometimes it's not appropriate for you to be doing all of that within your current role. And you might need to be putting some additional time or some additional financial resource into filling some of those gaps outside of work time as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I really enjoy coaching people through career transitions. And because I've had experience of different aspects of the education sector, sort of sitting within an employment role and now sitting 
within a business owner role and also sitting within the university sector and the independent school sector. I really enjoy helping people to see things that are slightly um, beyond what they might have expected in terms of what they want for their future and then how they can get there. So if there's anything of there that I can help you with, where there's a coaching role that might be of interest, just let me know. I hope this is helpful. I really appreciate you spending this time with me and just know that if we're trying to be strategic about our career we also need to make sure we're building in that opportunity for rest for reflection and trusting our intuition that's it for this time i look forward to talking to you again next week have a strategic week bye bye then